0: and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. On the last day, we will be judged on whether God is a merciful God. Jesus says, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Just as we have all received mercy from this God whose name is mercy, so too God calls us to share that mercy with others. We are responsible for being like Jesus. We are responsible for having his heart and his mercy at the center of our life and the center of our actions. We are responsible, having received the mercy of God, so many blessings in our life, physical and material, emotional, spiritual, receiving forgiveness and eternal life. We then are responsible for showing the same mercy to others. Indeed, showing mercy is the sign and prerequisite for receiving mercy from God. Jesus himself says, blessed are the merciful For they will receive mercy. When it comes right down to it, because of this mercy of God, one could say that God has a preference for the poor. He is on the side of the underdog, He is for the one who is suffering, and so often suffering as a result and the greed and the injustice of others. In Luke 1, Jesus says, Blessed are the poor. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the hungry, for they will be filled. Woe to you who are rich, well-fed, having a good time, admired by all for your success. You have your comfort. You have your reward. Our God is a God of mercy. He sees those who are suffering, and he reaches out to help them. David tells us in the Psalms, that God raises the poor from the dust heap. Mary, when she hears the message of the angels, this poor girl, she responds with the song in which she sings, he filled the hungry and sent the rich away empty. God over and over and over again in the prophets pronounces judgment on those who oppress and neglect the poor. Jesus told a story about a rich man who went uh, past a poor man every day. This poor man was lying in his door. He didn't even see him. The rich man died. The poor man died. The rich man went to hell, and the poor man went to heaven. The prophets of Israel warned the Israelites and the people of Judah that there would come judgment upon their idol worship, but also upon their injustice and their neglect of the poor. He finally destroys Israel and exiles Judah because they did not care for the poor and treat pe- people fairly and justly. This God gives us everything that we need. We hear this, in it's a, it's a theme in, throughout the Scriptures. In the Old Testament and the New Testament, our God gives us everything that we need. By his grace, it is by grace that we are saved. It is by his undeserved love and kindness to us that he has poured his mercy and his love into our lives. He gives us rain to to, uh, water the crops. He sends his son upon us, whether we've done right or whether we've done wrong, purely by his mercy and his grace. He forgives us then. When we um, neglect to thank him, he forgives us when we waste The things he has given us, he forgives us when we step over the poor and we don't see them along the way. He shows his mercy to us as he gives his son, Jesus Christ, for us without any worthiness, without any merit on our part. And he commands us then to show the same kind of mercy to the poor and to the afflicted. James says, brother of the Lord, in chapter 5, He says, you will be held accountable for the wages that you failed to pay. Isaiah says, defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy. Micah asks the question, what does the Lord require? Do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. Again, James says in his first chapter, true religion that God accepts is not contemporary or traditional. True religion that God accepts is to look after widows and orphans in their distress. Jesus says to those who come um, looking to follow him, he says to them, go sell everything that you have and give it to the poor. And, of course, we translate that, uh, go be willing to give everything to the poor because it makes it a whole lot easier for us to follow Jesus. What if he really meant go sell everything that you have and give it to the poor? That's the way I think the early church understood his words. In the book of Acts, in the first four or six chapters, um, we see that if anyone had any need, the believers would sell what they had and give it to the needy one. There are no options in the Bible. There there are no options. Taking care of the poor is not a voluntary charitable act. All of the nations, according to Jesus in Matthew 25, are gathered before the throne of God. Every person, no matter what religion, no matter what country they belong to, all the nations are gathered before the throne of God and they are judged. For all receive freely from God's goodness, his mercy, and his provision. It's like the parable that Jesus told about the, the man who owed his master the equivalent of 10,000 years of wages. He couldn't pay it. He pleaded for mercy, and the, and the master gave him mercy. Then that same man went out and wrung the neck of a man who owed him one day's wage. The master cast that guy out of his house and into hell. The one who had received mercy did not show mercy to others. There are many today in our community and in our world in need of mercy. 14.7% of Americans live beneath the poverty level, which is for a single person, up to $24,000 for a family of four. 21%, one in every five children in this, the richest country in the world, live in poverty. Worldwide, 1.6 billion people live on less than a dollar and a quarter per day. And they lack adequate food and nutrition, health care, cooking fuel, water, electricity, sanitation, and education. In our own community, there are people who are, um, are in need. People who are poor, people that maybe we don't see all the time. Um, Barb from Operation Help is with us here today and to, uh, to share with us about uh, the needs in our own community, needs that oftentimes we don't see.
1: Thank you, and good morning. My name is Barb Van Lunen. I'm here with Jean Schneider, who's sitting in the back there. Um, We're here from Operation Help, and I want to share with you this morning a little bit about what's happening right around us um, in our own communities. So we're here in St. Croix County. It's a beautiful space bounded by the lovely St. Croix River, home to about 87,000 people considered by many to be affluent, and many of us, maybe most of us, are comfortable, if not wealthy, and yet that affluence and the beauty of the region masks what we're seeing in terms of people who are financially vulnerable living among us. In 2015, Operation Help served more families than ever. Um, We raised more money than we ever had. We served... 364 families by providing $140,000 in emergency assistance to help them pay their rent, their utilities, or repair their cars so they could get to work. And despite those increases, we turned away 73 families. And that may not sound like a lot, but 73 families would have been another 20% increase in terms of the families we did serve. And that um, those 364 families translates to 1,000 people, of which one-half are children under the age of 18. This increase that we see at Operation Help is part of a larger story in this area. There are more people living in poverty in San Croix County than ever before. Um, I, about a year and a half ago, uh, the University of River Falls published a study, perhaps some of you have seen that, on the State of the Valley. And in their study they showed that po- people living in poverty in our county increased from 5.5% in 2007 to just over 8% in 2012. So 5.5% to 8%. That's a 50% in- nearly 50% increase in the number of people living in poverty here in our county. And there are other statistics that support what we're seeing and what this study reported. The people who are using food share, who are food insecure, has grown fivefold since the year 2000. the people in San Croix County. Uh, the children who are eligible for free or reduced lunches in San Croix County has more than doubled in that same time period. It went from 11 percent to 24 percent. And so that we don't think it's issues with people in the county not here in Hudson, right here in Hudson, the number of children eligible for free or reduced lunches in our own school district grew from 8% in 2005 to over 14.5% last year. That is more than a 50% increase right here in our own community. The increases are staggering, and the hard part is this poverty is subtle in an area like ours. And the people we work with um, are good, hardworking people. They have found themselves in a financial emergency they cannot cope with. Many of you may have seen an article in last weekend's paper about 63% of Americans couldn't pay for a $500 financial emergency, whether that's a medical bill or a car repair bill. These are the things that we see every day. And St. Croix County is expected to grow, one of the fastest growing counties in Wisconsin. So poverty increases, increases in general population mean that organizations like Operation Help here in in St. Croix County or Grace Place Salvation Army or our neighbor's place in River Falls or the food shelves, the backpack program, any number of these agencies that support this financially vulnerable population are under pressure and need your help. Um, And if you feel called to learn more about volunteering for any of those organizations, we're going to leave some literature here. You can call us, go to our website, and we will connect you either with our own organization or another one that maybe fits you um, more appropriately. So thank you for your time this morning and may God bless this congregation for your work.
0: Thank you, Barb. And thank you to uh, Gene Schneider also from Operation Help, who's with us as well. Um, lots of opportunities, lots of need in our community for showing mercy. Um, Saint, uh, well, uh, Micah says, you know, what does God require but to to uh, do justice and and, sh- and love mercy, um, in showing mercy, maybe the first thing we need to do is is to get educated about about the needs, so that we see the people um, all around us that oftentimes we don't see. It's easy to just look past the poor or not see them at all, and uh, when we do, sometimes we we see them as lazy or whatever. And that is absolutely not the case. We need to get to know them. We need to ask, who are these people? And, and what is their story? And how can we help? As we do, we discover our own need to repent of an attitude sometimes that looks down on the poor. Um, we need to ask God to help us to see each one as a real, live human being, a person with a story like ours who deserves to be loved. Indeed, Jesus says, as often as you do it to one of the least of these, my brothers or sisters, you do it for me. When you see somebody... Um, on the street corner or someone in need, look really close at them because Jesus is in them. Treat people with respect. We need to see people as people who are loved by God, as equals with us, and not um, put conditions on what we do to help. If God did that with us, where would we be? If God demanded that we clean up our act, that we, you know, whatever it was, we wouldn't have anything. In Micah, God says, what does the Lord require of you? Love mercy. He also says to do justice. And uh, doing justice is um, a matter of of, um, of caring about the, the root causes of, of uh, poverty as well. In, uh, in, doing, in doing mercy, There are concrete things that we can do, um, each of us ourselves, giving canned goods, bringing those um, this morning, giving money to the food shelf, um, getting involved with volunteering with um, Operation Help, helping out at Grace Place. Um, We provide a meal every month uh, for Grace Place, and there's more that that people can do. Um, On the international scene, contributing and and, uh, supporting Compassion International that works with poor people and poor children in other parts of the world Lutheran World Relief. We do Feet. It's a huge ministry that we help with um, providing furniture for people who can't afford it. Um, Feed My Starving Children every month. We go to help pack food for um, children and families in other parts of the world that wouldn't otherwise have it. Um, There are shelters in the Twin Cities that you can volunteer at. um, Mentoring students here in our own community who are struggling working with Operation Help or County Social Services as a volunteer. Mentoring people with. financial needs and who need financial help, people just out of jail, volunteering to drive people to doctor appointments, to work um, on grocery shopping. Um, Transportation is is one of the greatest um, challenges for poor people in Hudson. We don't have much of a public transportation system. Um, Concrete acts of mercy are important. But God also says, like Micah says, that he wants us to do justice. He wants us also to address the reasons why people are poor, to address the systemic causes of poverty. If God's priorities are indeed on showing mercy to the poor and if all of the nations will be judged on how they care for the poor, are we then as a nation doing enough? Are our priorities God's priorities in this nation? James writes, "Um, look, The wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. Justice requires that people receive a fair, equitable, living wage. How do people live on a minimum wage of $7.25 an hour, $1,250 a month? when you have to pay the rent and, and put the food on the table and, and take care of those medical bills, are people at our work able to live on what they make? Are the people at the businesses and food fast food places that we frequent, are they receiving a livable wage? And is it a fair wage? Lack of education also contributes to poverty. Are we doing enough to help people get a higher education so that they can get a higher-paying job? Is there affordable housing available? How do people af- making $1,200 a month afford rent, rent that oftentimes is $700, $800, $900? How do they pay for everything else that they have to afford then? And then transportation. You know how, In Hudson, again, one of the greatest needs is, is for public transportation. And then healthcare. We all know about healthcare. We know the, the cost that uh, that, uh, and and the the challenge of if you don't have adequate health insurance, and you have just one one uh, hiccup, five hundred dollars. Um, Barb was saying, it can it can throw you out of your house, and um, and just put you into full blown poverty. Finally, um, we have many opportunities in this community and in this world to um, to do justice and love mercy, um, to be the people that God has made us to be, to share the mercy that he has shown to us. Um, St. Paul writes to the Corinthians second um, Corinthians chapter eight, um, and it 's a passage that we oftentimes um, out and, and talk about it in terms of giving to the church. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, Paul is not talking about giving to the church. He is collecting money for the poor in Jerusalem. And he says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that you through his poverty might be rich. We have all received riches at the hands of our merciful God, God whose name is mercy. We have received blessings and, and bounty in our, in our homes, in our pockets, in our, our pantries. We've received his mercy as, as, as he has given us his son, forgiveness of all the times that we've stepped over um, the poor and, and, and people along the way all the times that that we've missed them, all the times that we've um, gone on our vacations and and, um, neglected them too. He loves us. He loves you. He loves me. And he's poured his mercy and his love into our lives. This God who was rich became poor for us. He gave it all up and came into our lives and into our world, lived as a poor carpenter among us, He died poor, with nothing to his name, not even a stitch of clothing. And then he rose again from the dead so that he could bring to us poor people the riches of his grace, the riches of his mercy. May God help us to be be truly rich. James says true religion is this, that you uh, take care of the orphans and the widows, the poor. May God help us to have the true religion and be truly rich as we share his mercy with others. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy, you whose name is mercy. We thank you that even though we haven't deserved it, you have given us so much. You have blessed us with uh, all that we need to live. And more than that, you have um, given your son who came and, and became poor for us so that we might be truly rich, forgiven, and redeemed, and um, have have your spirit dwelling within us. Help us, Lord, we pray, to be merciful as you are merciful. Help us to see the people around us who are in need, to reach out to them, um, to find ways um, to serve and to care and to extend your mercy to all. We pray, Lord, that you would show your mercy to those who are um, sick and hurting among us, that you would grant them, Lord, your healing and peace. We pray for those in our own community today, Lord, who are, are struggling to make ends meet, um, and uh, we pray that you would provide for them. Pray for those who are missing loved ones today, um, who have died and gone home to be with you. Grant them your comfort and peace. Be with us all, Lord. Help us to, to um, show your mercy, to share your mercy with all. In Jesus' name we pray.